Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Bayou Benders, alongside Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. Welcome back to another episode of Habs Nightly, folks. Uh, I don't even, I don't know what I was blanking on, but I was blanking on something anyway. Uh, it's the day after Thanksgiving, and it was really weird down here. So let's hear what it was like in other parts of the world with Mason. Uh, well, it wasn't Thanksgiving <laughs> yesterday, it was Thursday. It was Thursday. Was it a good Thursday? Yeah. Pardon me? Was it a good Thursday? What does that mean? Was it good? Did you have a good Thursday? Was it a standard no, it Thursday? Was, fine. was it better um, than the average Thursday? It was all right. I, I'm supposed to have um, my clinical placement Thursday, Friday, but I got both. I had both of them canceled this week because my preceptor was sick. Is that is that so, awesome for you, or is that like it is kind of awesome because my clinical right now is just. I don't know how much I can like say I'm basically sitting around like I'm not doing any like practical skills. I'm in the pharmacy at a hospital because mm-hmm. community based placement. You can be anywhere like most people right. I know are either they're in like uh, what's the word? Uh, oh, what are they called? Um, homes with uh, like special needs people. I'm just blind okay. what they're don't or know what that's called but... or they're in like a school with like you know developing like a nutrition plan and stuff oh, like cool. that i i am unfortunately or fortunately um in the hospital which like has some benefits because we're doing some interesting stuff but it's a lot of me doing nothing and the hospital doesn't really have anywhere to put us so i spend quite a few hours of my day just sitting in the hospital cafeteria doing what they want me to do Oh yeah. So yeah, it was nice to be able to kind of do it from home the last couple of days. Uh got some other schoolwork done. Um get close to the finals here. So I actually had a pretty productive day today, less so yesterday. Okay. But yeah, no, it's been it's been pretty good. You know, just finished up the uh Black Friday shopping, got to watch the Habs game. It's been it's been a good couple of days. Cool. Hell yeah, dude. Uh 
Yeah. So I, we haven't talked yet. I went back to the doctor. They think I tore a muscle perhaps, um, or something, something to do with the muscle as, as to why my sides hurting. Uh, but I've been a nervous wreck all week due to that. Um, we smoked three turkeys yesterday. Well, Wednesday. And I think my stepdad fried four turkeys. So I've, why the fuck do you need so many turkeys? Uh, so we end up doing it for one. My cousin owns uh, a restaurant and well, like an eatery and they, they sling turkeys during Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's like easy money, you know, because we're always going to be frying or smoking a turkey. So if we do that, we get paid a little bit of money to buy the turkey, do it, and then my so cousin you're not, you're sells not eating, it. You're not eating. No, no, no. We're turkey. not. No, no, no. No. Okay. Yeah, no. So it was two, two smoked for our house. Um, so and who then, the fuck smokes turkeys? Uh, I don't know, but it's really good. Have you ever had smoked turkey? I don't like I feel like I have, but like Thanksgiving is like, you know, throw the turkey in the oven for like 12 hours. And... Now you see, you see, okay, so that used to be kind of how we did it, like pre-Hurricane Katrina. Uh when we moved back. I don't know why, but like we started frying them and then uh frying them's amazing. And then uh we bought a smoker, and then ever since we've been doing like uh one or the other. Like if we do a smoked turkey for Thanksgiving, we'll do a fried turkey for Christmas. I'm sorry, you cannot you cannot fry a fucking turkey for Thanksgiving. That Dude, is the most southern. Trevin. That is the most southern bullshit. You're tripping. Uh, you you enjoy your. I am not fucking, tripping. Thanksgiving dinner your is the classiest the classiest dinner of the year. Classiest. Fry that shit. What do you like? You like you dressing up? Fuck yeah. <laughs> not so much anymore since my grandmother died we don't right. uh, have the big but like when we used to have like the big family dinners it was absolutely mm-hmm. like you know you show up in like a nice shirt some oh my we're not God, showing dude. up in like fucking shorts or like Ooh. a graphic tee like you're getting a little bit nice and yeah i uh i wore uh <laughs> gray shorts and a black canadians shirt <laughs> of course of course you did oh that's standard um we got to get you down here for like a uh, non-canadian fast you know like thanksgiving i guess you got to try it it's so different I imagine it's just it's just thanksgiving a month late yeah but like i mean food wise like i think i think you would be You'd be pretty impressed. What do you guys have? Like, like I'm guessing it's just the classic, like turkey, cranberry sauce, gravy, stuffing. Um, now we we normally potatoes. don't do gravy. We don't really do gravy. We don't really do gravy with the turkey because the turkey's moist. Okay, it's it's Thanksgiving. You don't. Do I, I hear what I hear what you're saying, but like. Christmas or Thanksgiving, my entire life, I don't think it's it's a southern thing. Like I think I think it's not. It's I would not like hope it's where I would we're hope from. it's not a southern thing. I would hope it's just a weird ass Fleetwood tradition. No, 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 no. Like because like I think this entire like I think like the demographic down here, like the percentage of gravy makers down here is like like way below like the. The majority, like I'm, I'm thinking maybe like ten percent of just this parish makes a an oven you cooked. Tell me, an oven land, roasted turkey with gravy. Fucking, the land of high cholesterol and poor eating. No, you see, that's 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 gravy. like a. I feel like that's more of like an Atlanta, a Tennessee, a North Louisiana, um, a Mississippi. Like I don't, I don't think that's. Excuse me, I don't think that's like a bayou, like the below the boot area thing we don't we don't do that we had gravy this That's year crazy. and you know why we had gravy because there was potatoes <laughs> that was it well, no yeah one. but like there's that's but, what i mean you always have potatoes with thanksgiving okay so we normally don't what is wrong with you what do you have what is your like class we're, we're very day? all right dude um we have 
a seafood soup, which is uh, crab, Ugh. it's soft shell crab, crawfish, shrimp, um, artificial crab with, it comes out to like an orange chowder. Artificial look. crab? Yeah, like the like the lump. What? Yeah, it's just more meat in it. All right. Just stay you with live, me. Stay sir, with you live, me. Stay you live with on me. the coast and you're eating artificial crab. Stay with me. We cut the soft shell crabs in half. We put them in. Okay. So you got that. You got shrimp meat. You got you got the fake crab meat. You got crawfish. All right. It's just in there for more fucking meat. That's it. That we're just greedy. We just putting more. Okay. That's all, Mason. And it, it it comes out like a chowder, like an orange crab boil chowder, kind of uh, pretty legit. It's my grandma's recipe. We've been eating it since, fuck, I guess since the 70s. Um, we do the green bean casserole. We do a lot of artichoke in ours. Um, it's more of like, I don't know, it's, it's a very oil-based green bean casserole. Fucking fire, though. Uh, my mom makes a mushroom and rice risotto. Uh, let's see. We have a big ass ham. We smoke or fry turkeys. We have the fucking yams with the marshmallows on top. We have a massive, normally two pans of baked mac. Fucking fantastic. Um, somebody brought potato salad this year. It was very fucking weird. Um, wasn't a big fan of it. Uh, pea, like a uh, standard peas, carrots, corn bullshit. Um, and that's mainly for just additives for the mashed potatoes, which had gravy, but not for the not for the turkey. Um, I feel like there's some other shit I'm missing. But yeah, it's very good, Mason. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Oh, this, we didn't do we didn't like do stuffing this, this year. It does not which sound was like weird. Thanksgiving dinner to me. That's what I'm saying. You just need to experience this one, and I'll come experience y'all's. I guess like an old tradition one. What about like what about like desserts? What are you guys eating for dessert? Okay. Um, and if you tell me it's not like apple or pumpkin pie, I'm all right. I'm walking. So me and my wife used to make pumpkin pie, fantastic, or sweet potato pie, also fantastic. We did neither one of those this year. We had pralines, which I can't fucking stand. I will throw them out the fucking window. We had pralines, cannolis, and um, cannolis for dessert. Dude, I'm I I I'm from an Italian fucking family. Um, I'm trying to think, Mason. I don't know what the right word is to describe it, but it's uh, it's kind of like a pie, but it's more of like a crumble. Like apple crumble, uh, kind of, but it's got like pie filling. I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on the name of the shit, but my, what's that? He's gonna say something. You might know it. Um, anyway, I guess, I guess that's a good, good way to describe it. But it's, uh, it's more or less, you know, whatever pie filling you want to use with. A shell that's on the top, not the bottom. I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it. It's pretty good. You normally put ice cream with it. Um, yeah, so there was like four different flavors of that, which was overwhelming. Nah, I can't get behind you guys not having apple pie on Thanksgiving. It was it was a weird one. We didn't get one this year. I think my cousin was just like, I don't want to do a pie. And uh, my mom chose. Well, we'll tell them, tell them they're wrong. Next no, I'm not telling them they're wrong. I'm, I'm not. I'm not telling that. them they're wrong. Fucking <laughs> stupid. Jesus, I'm not. Um, I, I dodged a bullet with with politic talk and shit like that this year. I'm not about to tell them they don't know how to cook. That they didn't bring in the American Thanksgiving. Nonetheless, the Canadian Thanksgiving. Fucking, I'll never hear the end of it. Yeah, the fake Thanksgiving. The fake Thanksgiving. Um, anyway, it was good. It was fantastic. Well, yeah, no, I'm glad to hear you enjoyed yourself. Um, some bullshit though surrounding Thanksgiving, like Tuesday and Thursday, there were no fucking NHL games. Oh, how boring was that? 
and that is the dumbest shit I've ever fu- like. That's the best time two to whole watch. Days <laughs> this fucking week, two whole fucking days with no fucking hockey, and to make matters worse, I'm gonna lose my fucking fantasy this week because I'm playing a team. I'm playing my dad actually. <laughs> Let me tell you, Corey. Fuck. My dad is the worst team in the league. He is the only team in our league to not have a thousand a thousand points for this week this year. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when all of his players are playing and all of my players are playing, it's like it actually it, this sounds convoluted and stupid, but hear me out. This is my reasoning, okay? He's got a limited amount of players that actually get him points, right? Yeah. Whereas I have very difficult decisions to make. So not only <laughs> is my dad's team popping off this week, he's first in the league right now. I would be beating any other team in our league except the last place guy. But he also just got to play his regular roster because, you know, like his choices were between Alex Iafalo and Mitch Marner. And I had to make I had to choose between Jordan Cairo and Nick Suzuki. <laughs> so now I'm losing out on points because the NS the NHL stupid bullshit. Two 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 days in a week with no games is fucking it's the dumbest shit I've ever seen. I don't know why the NHL continues to make this these stupid scheduling decisions. But I fucking hated it. At least I could understand yesterday because it's American Thanksgiving. But like oh. I don't. Well, I, I, I thought. I thought I we. They. I thought we didn't ga- get games on Tuesday because they were going to have off on Thursday. So when I found out that wasn't the case, it also Why threw me for a fucking loop. Is that like part of the American? No, that's what I was saying. I thought that the NHL was like, "Hey, look, you know, due to scheduling conflicts, we're gonna we're gonna have have an entire day off for the league, so people can spend time with their family, and we'll you know we'll restart the next day." And then play through Thanksgiving. That wasn't the case. It was very fucking weird. Um, it was weird to the point to where Wednesday I fucking fell asleep after the second period of the the Anaheim game because I was just thrown off. Like I thought the game was Tuesday. There was nothing on Tuesday. Uh, and then Wednesday I I worked half a day, and then I the rest of the day I I fried and smoked turkeys. So like I was just fucking exhausted. I come home, the fucking game's on. I start watching it, and then I fall asleep. Um, that's more of my issue. But you would think there's no more baseball on right now. There's this weird basketball thing going on with their in-game tournament. Um, I don't see why Tuesday wasn't like a high marketable day for us. There was no football. You know, I don't know if there was NBA. I'm sure there was, but. Why would you not capitalize on an easy day like that? Like why? Why? What I don't understand is if there's football on Thursday too. Why can't there be hockey? Yeah. I don't I know. Get, I just I, yeah. I'm fine with the one. I'm fine with one night. Yeah, but not two and two but in a week. Two nights I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, so fantasy wise. Though I got a guy that really barely fucking plays. He's in the league to where we can have uh, an even an even number, you know, and this week we're in a fucking deadlock and it's going to come down to Saturday uh, where I have to probably choose players kind of like the position you're in. And this dude's just having a, everybody on his bench sucks. Everybody that's, that's in is in and they're running it. It fucking blows right now. So (laughs) I'd hate to lose to this fucking guy, you know, on what should be a taco week for me. If you've ever watched the league. Um, so it it's tough. It's tough. I hate that. I think it's cool when there's just a million games on one day, but if if I get that because I lose a day, I I would never want it. I'd rather it be fucking two games on Tuesday, and you know, instead of having however many we had yet today. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. No, no, I get it. It's, I agree. It's so stupid, but whatever. Um, Moving past kind of this, just the initial disgust. Um, 
What was the last game we talked about when we were? Uh, I want to say the last game. I think we were going into. Let me back up for a second. I think we were going into the Anaheim game. Yeah, we. So we've only we, missed the one game. I believe so. I think we've we just have Anaheim and the Sharks to go over. I think we we touched on Boston a bit. Um. And if okay. we didn't, what what a what a game. Oh well. Did we I, I didn't know if we our last episode when it got I'm kind of drawing a blank here, but we yeah, can it, talk about the dogs. Yeah, I, I think it's either Boston forward or Anaheim forward. Well, but just... I'd I'd honestly like to talk about the the two wins, then go back and really try to hammer in how how we played against Boston the second time. No, absolutely. Let's go for it. Um, (laughs) The Ducks, so really, like, honestly, really good game uh, to watch. Newhook um, played phenomenally, had the two goals, and, Mm -hmm. like, two nice goals, too. Um, The one, the first one was, like, that pass from Pearson. Yeah. And then he shelved it. That was awesome. And then the, uh, the last one was just clutch too just a really nice goal um but not only did he play well um two other really young guys played good too Kane Gooley off that just beautiful pass from Yelonen mm-hmm. Evans made a great play on the boards to keep it in and I, I just love the way Gooley's been activating into the um like into the play recently right we saw um, it a good bit in about t- this for in a while. today's did game a lot too last. What's that? Sorry, I said he did it a little bit, and the the next game we're going to talk about the one I just ended. Um, yeah, um, but he's been doing it for all of last year too, where he mm-hmm. activates. It's nice to see that players are finally like the forwards are, um, ready for the D to activate, and this is a case in which it paid off perfectly. It's a play that Gooley loves to attempt, and it was just awesome to see it executed so well and. Just a, a side caveat, like Jesse Yelonen has played fucking amazingly. And yeah, I've been I've been a highlight moment today as well. So mm-hmm. I, I'm really happy to see that he got that assist there. And it was just a nice play from some young guys. Absolutely. Uh Jesse Yelonen has been so fun to watch. Um I just want him to get his opportunities and it'll go into the next game, but I felt like he's he's getting to the point to where it's like you're you're like wasting potential. If you're not giving him, if you're not allowing him to have these opportunities, Um, but really sets the tone. Uh, Jake Evans stops that puck. And then Yessi Yelonen comes in with Gooley. Gooley puts it away, but uh, Elonen, Yelonen, I need to get it right sooner or later, but uh, (laughs) he is so fun to watch right now. Mm Mm-hmm. And then uh, same yeah, game, and, and Mike Matheson good. had that good playing. Yeah, really, absolutely. Like before we move, like like let's talk about Yelonen for a little bit. He's twenty four. He's been up and down in the NHL for a while now, and he's a prospect that we've talked about a bit. Like I thought he had a really good stint last year at the Habs, sixteen mm-hmm. points in thirty seven games. I thought he was gonna be like for sure in the NHL this year. Honestly, I really think this guy deserves a lot more play time and. Unfortunately, like last um against the Ducks, he didn't see the the ice for the third period. It was the same against the San Jose Sharks today. But every time he's on the ice, he makes an impact. And I I was talking about it with my uh my roommate, um Eric, and the way he handles the puck, it's just noticeable. It's it's a guy with confidence and a guy with a lot of talent. And Corey, I don't know if you kind of like, do you kind of know what I'm talking about? He, he handles it with aggression, but with well, he, skill. He feels just... explosive. Like yes, when he exactly. gets the puck, it's not like, okay, they're just cycling around. If he gets it, it feels like he's going to activate and create a play. Like it's, he's not just someone mm-hmm. to assist off of. He's a guy that if he gets it, he's not, he's not going to let up. If he gets the puck, he's going in. He's trying to transition um, into into you know the offensive zone. He's looking he, to make a big play, and it seems he handles, effortless. 
he handles the puck with purpose too i think is mm-hmm. that's a good point that's a good way to say it, of, yeah yeah we're, it's like not, he's not confused not where to go handling. with it yeah he's not stick handling just to stick handle and he's not holding on to the puck to find something it's because he's already scanned the ice and he knows what option is and this is a guy, like I said, 16 points in 37 games last year. In Lavalle at 32 and 39. He's I he's an offensive player. And I think for the most part, he's done well to produce while on the fourth line. But I would absolutely love to see him get some opportunity, opportunity with a guy like Monaghan or Dvorak. Give him or even switch him and Gallagher. Get Gallagher. I think he would I'd love Monaghan. to see him on the first for a, just for a stint. If, if I don't that's know all if they would give us. the best. I think I think I would much rather see him with like Monahan or something. Just mm-hmm. putting him up with Suzuki's a lot of pressure. And I don't want to touch that Dvorak Caulfield's slaff line right now because we, we right. need to talk about slaff for a bit. Well, before we... I just yeah, I really like the way he handles the puck. I really like the way he scans the ice and the way he's been creating has just been it's been really um what's encouraging. Uh, to see from him and I it just kind of frustrates me that he's not getting more opportunity more ice time because I think if anyone has deserved it um it's been him and seeing guys like Anderson routinely get out there for the fucking first power play Anderson hasn't scored in 22 games he's on our top power play it's just really upsetting and you know Yelonen I think has clearly earned the opportunities that he should be getting I a hundred percent agree with you. Um, I just feel like, yes, he's, he's a, he's a bit older, but you know, I would think that we would be looking for someone to find their game, not having this many, not that many games played. And it doesn't feel like that with him. It, it just feels like he knows, he knows where he's at. He knows this level of competition and he can play with it. And you know, whether you don't want him on the first or would like to see him with Monahan, I agree. I just think that this kid has a, a swagger, a confidence with his game. I love the way he attacks. And I think that they would be foolish in, in games where we're trying to make something happen and it's just not working. Why not make a quick change and give him that shot at any top six minute, uh, top, top six position? Uh, shot. I think he's. I think he'd do great. I really do. Um, before we get on to the Caulfield Dvorak Suzuki line, I do want to uh, mention. Uh, in the Anaheim game, we saw uh, Struble make his first his first appearance for the Habs. Um, any comments on his first game? Well, yeah, sir. I'm. I'm not done with Yelonen yet. Oh, okay, um, keep going. Keep going. Okay. I, I just will Corey, I'm I think you watched the game today. I'm yes. I'm, I'm gray on that area. Um <clears throat> just talking about uh Yelonen's stick handling ability. Um it was interesting because he I thought he had another strong game again today against San Jose, which was overall not a good performance by the Habs. It was it was way too it just shows that this is a rebuilding team at heart because yeah. there were individual players that I think played well, Slaff being one of them. But the Habs, this was a game. Like, San Jose could have won this game. Um, but Yelona, and it was discouraging because this is not a good team, and Yelona didn't see the ice in the third period. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the second game in a row Marty St. Louis done that. But he did trust him enough to throw him into the shootout where he Which I was hoping the, for. <laughs> yeah, one of the nicest shootout goals I've seen all year. Obviously, Suzuki had a really nice little shake and bake there, and I won't yeah. get into it more. But I that that's just to showcase like he he's a very good stick handler, and like you said, explosive. He went one way and just fired back the other way, completely sold uh, Blackwood and shelved it for the win. So yeah, and he I did. Just, he didn't come in slow. That, yeah, he's a player that I would love to see. Um, a little more. I need of, to see like, big minutes. Time, time get some more opportunities because I think he's definitely earned them, and he's a skilled player. Like I, the sky. I'm not going to say the sky's the limit, but I think with some more opportunity, a guy with his offensive capability will begin to produce. 
absolutely agree. Um, yeah, sorry, but where were you? Where were you trying to take that? Oh no, I just didn't want us to go from Yelonen because we had already mentioned the the second the second line. I didn't want us to move past Struble since we were kind of on the Anaheim game with oh, Mavi yeah, yeah. jumping no, into yeah. the San Jose game. But I thought he was strong in his first game, and then uh, in tonight's game, a beautiful pass, beautiful pass to set up. Uh, who was that? Um, was it Cole's goal for tonight? It was Jonathan Kovacevic. Kovacevic. Okay. No, okay. Caulfield assisted on it. That's what I was saying. All right. But uh, fantastic, fantastic vision out there. Um, he looks like a man. He doesn't look like uh, <laughs> this young kid. He looks massive. Um, sporting the neck guard, too. Look at him. Uh, but I think he's been playing good. Like, like very impressive. Uh, like he, Like, he can fit in immediately. No, I agree. I I think he's looked very comfortable. Um, even that first game and into the second game, he makes um plays that are not they're they're safe plays, but they're the right play, and he makes them crisply. Mm-hmm. He does so without any um pondering. He's not second guessing himself. He just does things instinctively. And as anyone who watches watch the game today and i think was craig doing anaheim too i think he was um craig button kept saying it is skating ability kept highlighting it yeah he's a really good skater um i kind of feel bad for Jaden struble because i think he's often the um the kind of the the forgotten habs d prospect mm-hmm. but he's making the most of his opportunity now and for those of you that may remember uh <laughs> he's the guy that dominated the 2000 2000- 19 combine was first in about every single physical category from like pull-ups to bench to um i think even their endurance like he is a physical specimen and mark bergevin called him a greek god (laughs) um it was was a very interesting moment but yeah no i think he's absolutely earned the opportunity to be called up um Rookie season in Laval has six points in 12 games. Had a huge fight win, which with Arbor Jacki, we haven't mentioned that. Arbor Jacki has been uh, placed on IR as of today. You have to imagine that probably helped because I'm not saying goons are needed. I don't think you need a Ryan Reeves on your team, but a guy that can contribute to the team and throw him is an important team still like that. And I would be willing to wager that that helped Jaden Struble get called up. I love that. I love. I love that you brought that up. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say it's something that uh, we're we're missing. Uh, like you know, uh, like we're desperate for it. But no, what a what a great what a great thought on that. Um, a guy that can play the body apparently. Uh, Bergevin's Greek god, and honestly, I'd like to see what what they saw in him. Give him. Give him that opportunity. I com- I I forgot that we talked about it a couple of years ago, just how dominant he was in the combine. Um, but really, really impressed that he just looks that comfortable um at this stage already. He he seems very cool uh and relaxed. And like you said, he might make the safest play, but he's it's like perfection, you know. He could have done something different, but what he did, you'll never get a complaint about it. Yeah, and, like, it's kind of similar to, like, I would say it's, he's been making similar plays to what Kovacevic did all last year. Just make the right play. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your second game in the NHL, that's all you need to do. But he did show fight. He did showcase a little bit of flair there, too, with, the like, his pass to Kovacevic. Not only was it crisp and on the tape, it was no-look pass. Right. Um. So helped sell the, the, sh- the shot a little bit, give Kovacevic more time. And I feel I like that's going to really help good. Kovacevic as well. You know, allows him to to activate a little bit more. Feeling, yeah, like I, he's got a good partner I don't, with us. I don't really like when Kovacevic activates. Okay, I like that he scored today. I like him to kind of stay around the blue line. I find he does better, produces more that way. But I I do like that pairing because I like it more than the Lindstrom one because Lindstrom mm-hmm. likes to take risks, and I'm not sure how much I love him in. 
<laughs> his own end. I think <laughs> Philip Savage kind of is more of an insurance policy to help a young guy. So I do like mm-hmm. that they've paired them together. But yeah, I, th- I think it's been a a good couple of games for um Jaden Struble, and hopefully we can you know keep having another a good couple more and make kind of push some more young guys because. Lord knows there are not enough defensive spots in this organization, let alone this team. So healthy competition is good for everybody. Healthy competition, and it it can show um, you know potential candidates that are looking for a young D man. Um, all all of the all of the great prospects we have, you know. So, uh, whatever. Um, I enjoyed his game. Um, are you ready to talk about the? Uh, our best pairings right now. Uh, not best pairing, but our favorite line, our I guess. I'm, I meant to say line. We were just talking on about the defense. <clears throat> so I thought pairing. Um. Yeah, we can. I'm just trying to start. I'm just trying to think of anything else in the. Um... Oh, what's. Your... I'm drawing a blank. Here. We didn't Sorry. really, we didn't really yeah. touch too long on the uh, San Jose yeah, game, but. Um, I do I do want to say that I appreciate uh the way that Primo has been playing. I know he had a tough go in the in the Vegas game, but I thought he held his own for a good bit. Um I just feel like we're he's starting to be comfortable in this league, and it's uh it's been really nice to feel like um we're not just gonna get hammered in if if they're starting him tonight. No, I yeah, I might I be alone in thinking Primo, that. But. Primo had his first um away game win against Detroit, mm-hmm. um, so that was exciting. His hometown, I love that they started him there. Yeah, and I was excited I love for him for that. that. The Habs, <laughs> the Habs organize. I love that the Habs organization organization, sorry, chose to start him against Seattle, or not Seattle, sorry, San Jose. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was good. Not just obviously San Jose sucks, but. They're coming off a um, seven to one defeat to the <laughs> Seattle Kraken, led by Brandon Tanev and Colton Yapamoto. Mm-hmm. Like, it just—I think it was a good atmosphere for them to kind of, you know, here's a no um, pressure game. Go in there and just play good because, you know, we're gonna protect you. Like the San Jose Sharks are not an intimidating team. It's not Boston, right? Right. Unfortunately, um, Habs didn't play a great game against San Jose for the most part. They mm-hmm. played down to their skill, but Primo still showed up. He still played good. He made, what was it, 31 saves? I'll tell I you believe. in just one second. Uh, yes, 31 on 33 with a .939. Yeah. And some of them were some big saves too. Made six saves in the shootout. Played a really good game. He played calm. And I think with Primo, that's the thing. That's the style of goalie he's always looked to be. He's not, it sounds, it's a terrible comparison. And I feel bad for making it, but he's a carry price goalie in the sense of he, he, he's going to have some flashy saves and they're going to be spectacular. But he's big on position. He likes to be in the right spot at the right time. Mm-hmm. And what I noticed from Primo, Primo this game was that he was. He was constantly in the right position. And he didn't have to frolic. He didn't have to sprawl out to make crazy saves because he was there. And, yeah, I was really happy to uh, to see the way he played. And I think it not only is you know good for his career because this was, he was supposed to be the guy. Right? Yeah, he was the we, next one. <laughs> well, you know, we actually had some very high hopes from a seventh round draft pick, and it seemed like the last couple of years he might have been coming down to earth. But mm-hmm. Kane Primo is still only 24 years old, relatively young for a goalie, got rushed into the NHL, I might add. Yeah. And hopefully he can kind of take this time and reestablish his game, and maybe we can still get a good goalie out of this. Look. The three goalie tandem or trio, I don't think is going to last for much longer. Hopefully something gets done to Edmonton soon. So if he can get his name in there and keep putting in good performances, it makes the decision on Kent Hughes and uh, Jeff Gordon harder. And I think that's a good thing for the team at the end of the day. Absolutely. Uh, One more comment on him is that um, 
he's two for two right now. Um, they gave him an easy game like this tonight, but it seemed that every game that that they that they're working him with has been something like like a, a an important game per se. Uh, the his first game he goes up against New Jersey, who you know uh, before losing Jack Hughes was just they were just playing hot. They were coming off of a great previous season. I think I touched on it uh, previously, saying that in that game it felt like. They had him play to see this is what the level of the young level of competition is. Um, defeated in that game, they play him in in Detroit, uh, hometown, great game. But then again, they give him another shot against another prominent fucking team in Vegas, and yeah, it was they, they kind of ran it up. But I'm I'm happy that they're not just they're not just utilizing him in sh- in shitty uh, predicaments the the previous game was play, played two days before that so it wasn't like you know they had to call on him because it was a back-to-back game i like that they gave him the challenge of vegas and though he did not win that game he did look pretty solid in it and then again like you said you get the san jose game you're expecting it to be like look look son you know this team's losing their ass off they're not that great this is a game for you to show your you know uh your confidence in yourself and yes you know we we should have ran it up a little bit. We didn't. It was kind of a nail biter at some points in the game, but he held his own. He did great. Um, the power that they scored on the power play off of the, like, I don't know, a couple seconds in. I think it was off of what the uh, the face off. But um, I thought he's been playing pretty good. I like what they're trying with him, um, and I'm just happy to see him starting to feel his game at the NHL level. I know I I know he's not getting a lot of looks, but um, when he is, um, it's been interesting games, games that are supposed to mean something, especially for him and his career. No, absolutely. Like he's, I think he's done well. So, um, yeah, happy to see him play good. Um, overall, like I said, where I think there's a discussion to be had on who, who's going to be in the, who's going to be the remaining two in that right. net. Um, yeah, at this point, I, I feel like it's Allen that's probably on the way out, but I, it's just so hard to tell. I don't even want to speculate too much. Maybe we can get into that next episode. Mm-hmm. But sure. Primo's putting his, you know, his name in the cap to uh, stick around or be shipped out. Like, you don't know. Either or could be best for him. It's cool to see Either that way, the Habs are it, showing nice. up on a personal level and their abilities, if we have to move them around, they're all growing. <laughs> you know, like all these young kids are like showing showing progress, and if we can't necessarily keep them around, they're they're doing themselves a favor and doing us a favor by making themselves you know great potential returns. Yeah, for sure. Um, but before we get into uh, the rest of our talk here, we got a lot of moments from the San Jose game alone. I want to talk about, and then mm-hmm. kind of just some overviews of the, how the team's done the last week or so um before we get into that though i believe we have a message from our friends at DraftKings. that's right hockey fans like the lamp this winter with DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nhl new customers can bet just five dollars pre-game money line on any nhl team to win their game and get 150 dollars in free bets if they do If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. All right, Mason, we're back. Um, Beautiful. Yeah, so we we have a couple couple more topics to bring up about the the Sharks game. Um, where would you like to start? Uh, well, first I want to talk about uh, Cole Caulfield breaking his slump. Uh, oh, thank God. <laughs> Yeah, he knew it was going to happen, and it came off of just a beautiful shot. Like, it was a Cole Caulfield, it was how, it was a Cole Caulfield goal. Beat mm-hmm. the goalie clean, 
and you knew it was going to happen. Caulfield shooting at a 6.8% uh, clip this year, down from his, I believe his career average is like 12.5. So um, almost barely half, like, like just, you knew he was going to get one. You knew it was going to turn around. Uh, so that was nice to see. Almost fucking got his second one in overtime too. Yeah, that was <laughs> I don't know. unbelievable look. <laughs> oh my god! It's almost like he had too much time. I can't see, can't say I would have gone for the the slap pump fake shot there, but interesting. But uh, <laughs> it was a great it got play, me. though. It, got it was a me. great play that the Habs the Habs have pulled off a couple times. Devo wins the face off, and then mm-hmm. you know Caulfield jumps off. I don't think they've ever executed it that well though that was brilliant the two san jose players at the blue line had no idea he was there unfortunate that he couldn't tuck it but yeah it was a it was nice for him to kind of break that slump absolutely uh and a great assist off of slavkovsky as well uh who looked phenomenal this fucking game he's looked phenomenal his last i want to say five or six games um, and obviously you knew he was going to be who I'd want to talk about. Um, I don't even like, I don't even know where to begin. He's gotten better and better and better every single game he's played the last five or six games. Um, but what I really noticed the last two games, especially this game against San Jose was his ability to use his body to, and, and spinning off people, um, he had one chance against San Jose where he spun off someone in front of the net and got a backhand chance. He put it over the net, but still it was a, it was an attempt. Mm-hmm. Um, even on the boards, he's winning a lot more board battles. Um, he is so drew a penalty on, on the boards. boards. <laughs> yeah, drew a penalty on the boards because he couldn't. The, Mario Ferraro could knock him off the puck. These are plays that even at the start of the season and going into last season, Slav was not making. He was not winning those board battles. He was not using his size. And he's kind of growing into his man's body, you can tell. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I've really noticed is that he's been so much more confident on top of the puck. There was one play in this San Jose game where he took he took the puck from our end behind the net kind of did a little sidestep, got around a guy right in front of Primo and skated it all the way to the other team's net. That is not a play Slav would have done. He might've made one of those plays, but it would be like a fluke. It wouldn't be out of confidence. It would be, Oh, there was a mess up and he just kind of, you know, got lucky off of that one. Yeah. I don't know that, but what he's done very well is that he's, been able to utilize his skill and his reach to then attack space and attack the center of the ice because Slav's biggest problem has often been that he's often caught on the perimeter. He's not being left alone, forgotten about on the boards anymore. He's attacking the center of the ice. He's attacking space and he's becoming a problem for teams to defend against. But like you said, that, pass he made to Caulfield was a perfect example of his offensive game blossoming because it was all created too off a great defensive play but he'd already scanned the ice and he knew where Caulfield was it was a beautiful stretch pass Mm -hmm. it was absolutely beautiful and it just I don't know I, I just think we're seeing a new player we're seeing a first overall pick and if you watch what the player the Habs drafted, the highlights of the World Championships and the Olympics, Slav was doing all these things. You're seeing him be able to do them at an NHL level, and it's I've got to say it's really encouraging. No, I agree. Um, and you know, his uh, his playmaking ability is getting is getting that much better. Um, he's getting great looks, and he's starting to actually take them now. I believe he had three shots on goal, um, in this game, um. And a couple that that didn't hit the net, but he's he's just really starting to generate opportunities. Um, there was a moment in tonight's game um, after he got the penalty um, where he's like you were saying he's using his size. He hit someone off the half boards, um, and it looked effortless. And he immediately 
got the puck. Like there was no one else. It was just them two. Um, he didn't hold him up against the boards. He just kind of moved him very easily out of the way. And it's just, he doesn't look clumsy anymore. And it's just so fucking awesome to see that. I I've, I've really have yet to see a game in at least three or four games where I was, I thought he was still um, just not having like, just, just his, his offensive prowess is not there. Maybe like his, his vision isn't there. He is becoming uh, dominantly explosive and that size is really, really uh, being showcased. I know we make fun of the the power horse and, and all of that conversation, but um, it's been great to see that he's now using his his size advantage um, to benefit to benefit us. And I I'm really loving uh, Dvorak uh, centering this line as well. I feel like no, we're seeing a resurgence no. in his game as well because of it. I think it's exciting that Caulfield scored for a number of reasons. Obviously, you want him to be scoring goals. Um, that's what yeah. we That's what he excels at. But I also think it's exciting because the lines look decent with Caulfield playing bad at five on five. I'm excited mm-hmm. to see what they can do when he heats up. Right. Um, but even talking about players heating up, Slaff now has uh, four points in his last five games. Wow. And I would argue all of those points, even he's had, I think one or two secondary ex- assists in there. They've all been meaningful points too. Mm-hmm. Like he's made a play to make them happen. He hasn't gotten any kind of lucky points yet. Um, and as he gets better, you know, good players tend to be lucky. I'm sure he's going to pile up a couple more of those and, Hopefully this line can get something going because I do think there is promise. I think there's, they have left some offensive offense to be desired, but if they can get something going here, we could have a decent line. Like you said, and the only way this game could have been more perfect for Slav is if he would have scored out of finished that shootout goal. Oh my God. He was so close. Beat Mackenzie Blackwood with a beautiful move and just, Oh, couldn't get it in. I don't know if the puck, bobbled on him or if he just ran out of room but that would have been the fairy tale ending yeah just just going into the shootout i said i i you know i was like i really i really want to see yolonen because they uh, i think the broadcast even said they were like uh we're looking to see new hook which i wouldn't have been upset with by no means but i was like i'd really love to see slavkovsky and i'd really love to see yolonen uh especially after what two three games back he had the the night he had like two goals pretty quick into the game and they were just searching for that hat trick for him. But um, I really wanted to see those two and boy, was I impressed with them. Uh, I was impressed with everybody. Nick Suzuki's unreal, unreal attempt. But, um, but when I heard them call Slavkowski, I was expecting new hook to pop up. It wasn't the case. And uh, he did not disappoint. Um, I love that we got just a small showing of just how good his hands are. Um, and it well, was and, it was really breathtaking. <laughs> well, and to your point, because it's been something I've bitched and moaned about for a long time, we finally saw Slaff in the shootout. Yes, it was great that Marty St. Louis rewarded him and trust him. He's a first overall pick, okay? He mm-hmm. should be one of the guys you go to in the shootout. But also, we saw him in overtime. And that is something yeah. I've been screaming yep. about since last year. Okay. You need to play your first overall pick with space. Okay. That's the one thing the NHL really makes it difficult for young skilled players. They don't have the time and space and over time you do, mm-hmm. it, you know, I don't, I think there could have been and most of the play when he was on the ice was around the boards, but it was still just so nice to see that he's earning that confidence from St. Louis, St. Louis, finally willing to give him that stuff because it has been my one kind of gripe with St. Louis is that I don't think he's given Slaff the offensive opportunities I, I desire. Anderson still being on power play one really, really, really bothers me. And I hope this is something they address soon because I don't care who you are. If your name isn't Alex Ovechkin and you, you haven't don't get scored these... yeah. in 21 games, you shouldn't be on the top power play. You should be moved, like put him on the second power play, fine, but you shouldn't be up there. 
So I hope that gets addressed soon and maybe we can get some slap opportunities up top because I think he'd be really good with that first unit. Well, I think he would provide something that they don't have, which is another shooting threat and a big body. Um, but other I know than that, you know, there's always things we want to tweak. I'm really mm-hmm. happy with Slaff lately. And it it's it's it brings me a smile to just talk about because I I want him to succeed, not just because I'm a Habs fan, but he's such a lovable player. Like it's just it's nice to see it falling together. Right. Well, I think with play from Slavkovsky and uh Yelone and the way they're playing right now, um it's it's gotta get it's gotta be getting to a melting point where they they have to push Josh Anderson down a bit. Uh Slavkovsky with uh tonight 19, 19 minutes and forty-four seconds, the most he's ever played in a game, uh rewarded. Definitely deserving of it. And look what Yessi Yelonen did at seven with only seven minutes. Obviously, you know, he got a shant a shot in the shootout, but um he's he's making big moments, key role, you know, key offensive um roles for us at only, you know, sometimes 10 minutes. Uh Josh Anderson's numbers are starting to they're starting to fall. He only played 15 minutes today, but uh to sleep to see Slavkovsky make um, strides in his career, especially at 19 minutes, couple of couple in in uh, in the OT, um, I'm just happy for him. I think Josh Anderson needs to find his game, or he's going to be uh, a lot further down than I think any of us would have expected on this team. I, I know that they have to try to to play with him, but I don't see how you can stunt the growth of uh Yelonen or Slavkovsky any longer with uh, Anderson getting these prime opportunities. I don't want to see him fail, but fuck, dude, if it's not working right now, you got two guys that are really pushing themselves. Why are you not using them? Why are we not rewarding them enough? Yeah, like I said, I'm happy, though, that the opportunities are kind of arising Mm -hmm. for Slav. Yeah, they're getting them, yeah. Hopefully with Yelon and we will start to see them soon. I think him getting a shot in the shootout over Newhook is absolutely a sign that, you know, mm-hmm. St. Louis is willing. Okay. Like St. Louis has been there. I think he, it's just an organizational thing. And I think we're kind of starting to see the young guys get more opportunity. So it is, you know, we'll have to, I'm going to reserve my harsher judgment. Um, for later and you know hopefully Yelona does start to get more opportunity but been really happy with the young guys so far absolutely uh all all the young guys on this on this Canadians team have been really just just showing their potential and it's been really fun to watch um it's exciting to watch the Canadians hockey again we're not fantastic by any means but these kids are battling and they're you know they're battling for 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 spots and uh, it has been at least in that in that front exciting to watch. Absolutely. Um, now, before we go here, do you want to mm-hmm. just finish it up with some Mike Matheson, just briefly, just acknowledge? Sure, it? absolutely. Uh, it's crazy to to not bring him up, but yeah, uh, why not? He's he's been great as well. He's been phenomenal. 15 points in 20 games. Uh, I believe nine power play points. Like one of the best defensemen in the National Hockey League right now. Mm-hmm. Averaging, oh, let me, let me quickly double check so I don't get it wrong. Averaging the seventh most ice time in the NHL. Uh, the names he's behind are Darlene, Jones, Heiskin, and Dowdy, Stanheim, and Carlson. Those are good guys that play mm-hmm. a lot of minutes. Okay. Um, like he's ahead of Yossi McAvoy. And yes, part of that is because he plays on a bad team and he's the best option, but to be able to produce 15 points, you know, in 20 games on a team that does lack offense and the team where you are also expected to be the top defensive guy is very impressive. And after kind of a, a little bit of a slump, I'm happy to say that we've got Mike Matheson back and, he almost scored one of the goals of the year in overtime to end the game spinning with a double spinorama. Like it, 
his yeah. offensive production has really helped not just the the Habs team but my fantasy team. So big shout out to Mike <laughs> Matheson. Uh, he's been incredible so far. Absolutely, like, I would say probably our best player. Um, this year, it's maybe you can Nick Suzuki or him, but he's right. been great. Knock on wood. Um, but he's just it's been it's been a treat seeing like the Mike Matheson that we expected. You know. Um, it has just been really, really great. Um, I didn't expect 15 points in 20 games. If I'm being no, honest. no, no, but no, absolutely. Of, um, but I, I did expect an offensive, an offensive guy, and um, we're seeing that. You know, um, last year he just was he he just wasn't around enough, and we saw it towards the end. And I'm just I'm just happy that what we have right now, he is playing at his top. And it's great. Uh, 26 minutes. Might as well be 27 on tonight. Uh, he's been playing fantastic. Absolutely. All right, um, Mason. Without, without further ado, I you don't got anything, anything else? Today. Okay, well, that's fine. Uh, I'm tired. I'm going to go have another plate of uh, food. And then yeah, I'm going to go start thinking about... Uh, leftover fucking crab for Thanksgiving. Hey, man. I'm telling you, get you down here one time. I'll send you back home fat. Uh, anyway, folks, this has been Habs Nightly. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you all so much for, for bearing with us. Um, and I hope you're just as excited as we are to keep watching these Canadians play. But uh, once again, it's been Habs Nightly. We will talk to you guys again soon. Thank you all. And just quickly, I want to give a shout out to the Avs killer, Brandon Tanev, best player in the league. <laughs> Good night, folks. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.